0: Is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. I'm Gordon Firemark and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers can use the power of podcasting to support and develop their businesses, even if they're not podcasting about the law. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about podcasting workflows and how to automate parts of them so you can get your podcast done and published more easily, stay on schedule and just basically save time and energy. But before we do that, I have a couple of quick announcements I want to make. First off, I want to let you know that I and my podcasting partner on my other show, Entertainment Law Update, uh, uh, Tamara Bennett, are going to be um, doing our, our episode live in the month of November at the Texas Bar Association Entertainment Law Institute, the CLE program that they're doing there the first week of November. And uh, if you are interested in more information on that Uh, head on over to entertainmentlawupdate.com slash Texas, and I will have some information uh, linking. Actually, I'll just link that directly to their site. So entertainmentlawupdate.com slash Texas. We'd love it if you can join us, if you're a Texas lawyer or not, Uh, and you'd like to sort of see how things go in a typical, well, in our typical law podcast um, and uh, watch us do it live and get some CLE credit for your trouble, then um, come on down and, and join us for that. It's looking like a, a great program and uh, very excited about it. So that's announcement number one, the Texas CLE program in November. And the other one is I am looking for guests for this show if you are a lawyer and you podcast and uh, you uh, are interested in coming on this show and talking a little bit about your show and your journey to podcasting and how you got started and what kind of gear you know we can geek out about the gear all of that kind of stuff I would love to have you on the show and uh, the way to uh, uh, to let me know about that is to uh, reach out to me at uh, Gfiremark at firemark.com send me your uh, quick you know, the summary of who you are and tell me about your podcast and I'll take a look and uh, reach back to you with an invitation, uh, assuming it makes sense. And uh, we'll go from there. The, you know, the criteria are lawyer with a podcast that's, you know, more than a couple episodes old basically. (laughs) And uh, you've got something to say. So I hope you'd like to join us and uh, come on the show and be a guest here on the law podcasting podcast. And uh, I hope you'll, you'll reach out to me. (music) All right. Well, with that, we will get into our topic for today, which is talking about workflows for podcasters and how to automate them and some of the ways to sort of streamline things and, and get our production processes down and under control in a way that uh, allows us to do more, faster, better, and um, and uh, get back to the rest of our lives. So first of all, I'm going to define workflow. Uh, the online dictionary that I used uh, tells me that workflow is a noun that means the sequence of industrial, administrative, or other processes through which a piece of work passes from initiation to completion. So my paraphrase of that definition, and and frankly, my own interpretation of that, is that it's an organized and repeatable sequence. Of steps employed in accomplishing a particular task or goal. So when you start to think about that, we have workflows in our lives. Every, you know, everything we do is a workflow, really. I mean, when you think about brushing your teeth, what do you do? You get there, you take the toothbrush, you rinse it with water, you put toothpaste on it, you open your mouth, you insert the toothbrush, you apply the toothbrush to your teeth and vigorously move it up and down or side to side or whatever you it is you do in your particular um, uh, dental habits practice. And, uh, I don't need any calls from dentists telling me the right way to brush, <laughs> but, uh, you, you get the point. And, um, when you apply these things to the, to this and have an organized and repeatable sequence, it becomes much more efficient. You get things done quickly. Um, properly and consistently. And in the case of uh, workflows for things like a podcast, things like our work, we can also take those things and either delegate them to others, outsource them or automate them. And that gets it really off our plate. And that's part of the whole goal here. So those are some of the goals of workflows, speed, efficiency, quality, control, consistency, and the ability to delegate or outsource or or get them off your, your plate by automating. So um, what are some of the kinds of things that you can, uh, automate or, or do with workflows in your, in your podcasting? Well, I, I use a bunch of sem- automated and semi automated things. So, you know, uh, when I invite a guest on the show, that is actually the beginning of an automated sequence of things. Now by automated, I mean that I don't write the email each time I work from a template and I have a system I use. I'm on a Mac. So a lot of the software I'll talk about is Mac specific, but I do know that there are, um, analogous uh, applications available for the PC and for Linux as well. So if you are, um, you know, using a different platform, certainly you should explore and find out if there are equivalents to the kinds of things I'm mentioning. So the first thing I'm going to mention is for my guest communications, everything from the invitation, the confirmation, the reminder, and the um, and the thank you message uh, that that my guests receive when they agree to come on the show – those things are all snippets, as they're called in my text expander application. so when I have made uh, found somebody that I think would be a good guest on the show, um I will uh, send them the snippet that I have called law podcasting by lpp invite and that is the the invitation and you know it creates the email, which is a you know somewhat personalized I go get in there and and insert some you know personal tone and, and specifics about their show and those kinds of things. but the point is. I have that email out in under a minute. Um, it really is very quickly quickly done. Then I invite them to use another automated system to schedule the time to come on the show. And that is using, I use a scheduler called Acuity Scheduling. There's another one called um, Schedule Once that I've experimented with and, and had good luck. There's a number of these out there. Another one is called uh, Calendly. And um but anyway, I, I favor acuity scheduling, which I use for my my uh, appointment setting for my practice as well. And uh, so I've got the scheduling uh, automated. What happens after somebody books that appointment with me is uh, they, they I get a notification, which triggers me taking a moment to send them another email. Um, from one of these snippets, which is the LPP confirmation email that, that, you know, tells them we've agreed on this date and I'm looking forward to it. And here's the things you need to know. Here are the things you need to do in advance to prepare for the show. And here are some sample questions of the kinds of things that I typically ask on the show. And, um, that way they, they are, you know, well-informed of the information they need and there's no mystery behind what's going to happen when we sit down for the interview. Once that happens, the scheduler also sends a follow-up reminder of the, of the appointment. And, um, when I get that follow-up, I send another email, uh, just, you know, don't forget to turn off your cell phone. This is a new addition to my sequence, by the way. Don't forget to turn off your, your cell phones and ringers and things like that. And, uh, um, and set up a quiet room and please plug into the internet directly if you can, rather than using wifi, those kinds of things. Um, the administrative technical stuff that is useful to have as a sort of a checklist right before the show. And so there's another workflow that I'm asking the guest to part to partake in so that we have the best quality sound and connection possible for our show. And then once we've done the recording, which I'll get to in a, in a minute. But um, once we've done the recording, they receive another automated uh, email, not automated, programmed email that I send them that says, uh, you know, thanks. Your episode number is X and it will occur and be published uh, on day Y. And thank you so much again for appearing. And if you'd like to publicize it, here's a link so you can share that with your, with your, uh, your audience base. And uh that's that, so each of those only takes me about a minute to to spit out and um uh, and and get things going and I hope I'm not you know revealing a an impersonal component to this. It's really just me trying to make sure I'm as efficient as possible about doing the, the confirming and follow up and those kinds of things. And I think the guests appreciate that. Um, there, there's a little bit of an impersonal component to the scheduling and I've had a little bit of, um, uh, of, um, I won't call it pushback, but I've had some comments about that. And so I may explore whether that's the best way to do it, but, um, it certainly simplifies a lot of the you know emails back and forth. Hey, does this day work? What about this time? You know, that kind of thing. People can access the, the calendar directly and, uh, uh, and and book a time that w- they know will work for me, basically. So there's that. So I talked about that. Audience communication, this is another area where um, you can do a lot of automation. If you have a way of capturing... Leads from your audience, that is the names and contact information for your audience, you have the ability to send them announcements when new episodes come out, when you're planning a topic and you'd like input, when you um, have offers to make, when you have a survey, you want to ask some, you know, get some information from your audience, all of those things you can do if you have their contact information in uh, a lead capture system that allows you then you know an email um, marketing system of some sort. and I'll talk a little bit about some of the tools a little later on, but uh, i I highly recommend something like that as well so another area that I um, involves some automation or or at least some programmed system workflow into my show prep, into my show, I should say, is in the prep for the production itself. I have a um, sequence of events. Once I've booked that guest, I um, have a checklist of steps that I go through Um, not automated in this instance, just a checklist of steps that I personally go through to find out a little more about them. I've already figured out that they have a podcast and and what it's about. And I generally will have downloaded an episode or two or three to get a sense of what their show is like and about, but then I will, um, schedule some time in my calendar to actually listen to one or two of those episodes. I will have, um, done a little bit of digging into their background. I'll try to have um, gotten their bio or at least looked at their websites and those kinds of things to find out who is this I'm talking to and to uh, get started writing an introduction for how I'll introduce them. And, um, and I have a sort of template script that I use for that, but I plug in some, you know, um, personal information about the person each time and, uh, and then I will go through and, and um, make sure that I'm asking the right kinds of questions about their show and about their thing. If they're, if they're doing a podcast about something completely unrelated to their practice, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to ask them, how has it helped your practice? For example, uh, although I'm sometimes interested to learn that it does. <laughs> so there's a, uh, an interesting wrinkle that, that goes in there. Um, so that's the production prep process and, and workflow i guess you could say and what i do is i get that into an evernote document i use evernote because it's multi-platform and i can look at it on my mobile phone i can look at it on my ipad i can look at it on my desktop computer or my laptop whatever and i end up using that while i'm actually recording the episodes as well so it's it's just a nice convenient place for me to put the episodes and then i once i've recorded an episode i move that evernote note into a um, published episodes folder so i have them uh, for cross-reference um and oh, I also put, plug in uh, links to the podcast of the guest in the, the Evernote file, so that when I'm going to make my my um, show notes, all of the information is right there. Graphics, anything I'm going to use, I try to drop it into one Evernote document that then becomes the basis for the uh, the the show notes for the episode. Now, the one area I haven't found any. Any particular automation tools that work for is the editing. And I personally don't do a lot of editing in my show. Uh, basically, once I press the record button, I roll the music and I do everything uh, as live to drive as possible. And then um, out it goes and it goes into a, a post-processing um, mode where it gets amp- you know uh, sweetened and compressed and noise reduced and things like that. And that's an area where I do have an automation tool. But if I need to cut bits out or make you know tighten things up or anything like that, there is no automation tool for that. It is something that can be outsourced. If you have an a, an experienced podcast editor, they can generally do these things a lot more quickly than you. And so you can develop a workflow for that as well. take the take the audio file from either the computer or the recording device, get it into a Dropbox that is shared with that editor. Have the editor do the editing work on it, which may also include that post-processing and sweetening and so on, and then have the file posted. So, assuming that you do editing, you may want to do it that way to save, again, get it off your plate and have it in the hands of someone who can do it uh, effectively and efficiently and uh, presumably at a lower billable hourly rate than your attorney fees rate. So, um that's a component of of uh, workflow too. Is once you've figured out what you're going to do with each episode from a post production standpoint, giving it to someone who can do that for you more cost effectively makes a lot of sense. Okay, next up, that post processing I'm talking about, I use a tool called Auphonic. That's a u p h o n i c dot com. This is a, a cloud based service that uses the power of you know online server um, m- machines to do the the technological heavy lifting behind rendering a, an audio file. Once you do some editing and sweetening and processing of it to get noise reduced and those kinds of things. Alphonic is a, a subscription service. It's not an expensive one, uh, a few dollars a month. Um, it, I, they have a free program. And if you need more, more hours of, of, uh, content managed, you can buy the extra hours, you know, for as little as a few dollars a month. And, um, one of the nice things about the Alphonic system is that it does allow some—I won't call it editing—but rudimentary program assembly. So if you have a, a beginning, sh- a show opener that you always use, and it doesn't change at all, and that can bump right up against the beginning of your of your recording. File your your interview or whatever it is you're doing, and then you have a a finished opening. Uh, excuse me, a closing of your show. Also, something that never changes. You know, whether it's just music or an outro, a voiceover or something like that. You can preset those in Afonic to be added to the beginning and end of the of the data file that you upload. So, if you always do the same intro, uh, I should say, show opening with music and an announcement or whatever kind of like I do with the um with the uh introduction and then I come in and say hi welcome. You could start every recording just with hi and welcome. It's another episode da 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 and have the Alphonic software just bump it together like that. So you just upload those the beginning and ending files and have them sit in your in your uh, Dropbox server somewhere and tell it each time you make a new episode, hey, assemble it like this. So that's a nice feature. Um The other nice feature of Auphonic is that it will actually export the file to your media hosting service. So if you use Libsyn or Blueberry or SoundCloud, you can have the file automatically deposited into your account on that server service. And if you use a specific naming convention for each episode, like you know, initial number or something like that. Like, for example, this is, uh, I don't know what episode number we're on, but it, let's say it's 65, it would be LPP065.mp3. If you use a consistent numbering scheme, then you can, without even having to go back into your Libsyn account, for example, you may be able to just set up the blog post and, and publish the episode without looking again at that audio file, because you know it's it's there having been processed by Alphonic. So with Alphonic you you create you can create a preset for your show that includes that beginning that intro the the noise reduction on the data file and the outro and the upload to your server. I should say your hosting provider. And you know all of that is done. So really all you have left to do is go and create the show notes. And that is the next component of things. Uh, how do you automate the show notes? Um, I don't know that this is really possible, but I think that having a good workflow, like I've described using Evernote and whatever, and there are certainly other approaches to this. You could just, you know, as you go, type it into a, a draft, uh, WordPress post or something like that. So that when you record the episode, you use that as your notes for the quote, for the interview or whatever, and then bang, you've got it done. So that's one approach to automating. I like to, um, I have a, a preset plugin in my, um, uh, uh, WordPress setup that allows me to have a sort of template for the post, and then I just go through and fill in a few blanks for the name of the guest and the the title of the podcast and the URL for the podcast and so on. I drop in their their bio, and then I I do manually go through and insert the links to the um, products and resources that have been mentioned and those kinds of things. Another. Um, Approach to show notes that i've been seeing more and more of now is the transcript so you could essentially have your Audio file Transcribed by a service like rev.com rev is it, it is not an automation; and they have humans doing the transcriptions But they charge you a dollar a minute for transcripts and you can have an account with them You can have it upload or reach into your dropbox or something like that. You could theoretically create a, a rule an email rule or something like that, 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 um, orders the rev, uh, transcription from each new file in your Dropbox as that new file appears there. So, uh, yeah, I think you could set up a sort of an automation that would then you'd get an email from rev saying, here's your transcript. And then you just upload it into your show notes and you're done. Um, rev also has a nice feature for video that they can do, um, um, Uh, what do you call them? Uh, Caption files. So you can have subtitles and things like that, which is pretty cool. So some other areas to have a workflow, if you repurpose your audio program um, into things like, Let's say you do a YouTube video. Alphonic is another thing that it can do. It can, you can tell it, use this still image and attach it to this audio file and make it into a <laughs> video and upload it to YouTube. Um, assuming your YouTube account is set up for long format stuff, that's a great way to have more, um, um more repurposing of your content. Likewise, if you wanted to, um, I don't know, create, uh, from those transcripts, you could create, downloadable pdfs or something like that there are systems and tools you could use to automate those as well from the rev transcript file to you know and if this then that um statement or something like that that could turn it into a pdf and p- place it in a link in your in your show notes for example um other things file management oh this is one of my favorites i uh when I, receive, when I create an audio file, I do it on an outboard audio recording device. And I take the card out of the device and slip it into the reader on the computer and move it onto the desktop of my computer. And I have a, a, an application on the, on the Mac called Hazel which is named after the maid from the tv show hazel um and hazel's job is to go through and clean up my files and things like that and when hazel sees an uh, mp3 file on my desktop it knows move this into the Alphonic uploading folder and change the name to this date and this whatever and that way i'm, I'm able to uh, uh really just drag and drop and not think about it and then once that file's been uploaded into the dropbox then i can you know trigger the uh the rule to process the file and we're good to go um we get that next step is write the show notes and click publish it's very quick very very streamlined um you can also use this to take, you know, files from one folder to another as they get to a certain age or once something has been published, their number, you can set up these rules very much like setting up rules in your email. You can set them up in, in Hazel to do all kinds of things with your, with your files, including emptying the trash and, and, um, uh, archiving things onto a, onto an outboard hard drive, those kinds of things. So it's a really cool tool. I would say it's a must have if you're on a Mac and I know that there are similar tools on the PC as well. Um, And finally, if you do upgrades, content upgrades, Now, this is something we're going to talk about in another episode, but, um, one trend among podcasters is the use of these content upgrades, which are basically unique downloadable files for each episode that could be a transcript. It could be a special form or whatever. Um, maybe you, you could have, uh, the show notes turned into a little ebook or something like that that can be downloaded and, um, Uh, There are tools out there. There's one that I like called Beacon, which is a plugin for WordPress that can reach into your uh, WordPress uh, category or search for a keyword and take all of the posts or whatever that refer to that particular subject matter uh, or just a single post as well and turn it into a very cool, um, neatly laid out ebook according to templates. You have to to sit there and, and operate Beacon but, um, it saves you a lot of cutting and pasting and those kinds of things because it slurps the stuff from your RSS feed. And I think that's a a hugely uh, helpful and beneficial thing. I personally am not doing a lot of content upgrades, but I know that other podcasters are, and this is a great tool to, to help do that. So tools that I've mentioned already, some of which, um, to, uh, to get your workflows automated are obviously your email rules can be hugely valuable. Um, you know just in whatever email program you have you can set it to put certain things in junk and flag certain things a certain way for um you know for immediate attention and those kinds of things if you have uh comments that mention you know that are clicked on a reply or on a form on your webpage you could have those go to a particular place or or set up to be a- attended to in a particular folder at a different time all those kinds of things very helpful workflow kind of a, a process management tool uh text expander i already mentioned that's the that's the flagship product for the mac there are others for uh for pc and linux as well i know you can you can search for those another tool i use on the mac is called keyboard maestro it allows me to program um you know keyboard macros to do all kinds of interesting things i have one uh where i just type in any field the word podcast mode and it automatically shuts down all of my um my Dropbox connection and um, uh, some other data hungry, you know, processor hungry applications and things like that. And gives me sort of a pure clean system where I can run my recording and my sound effects machine and, uh, and my show notes. And that's all without any danger of having alerts and, and noises popping up during the recording and those kinds of things. And that's a favorite tool of mine. Also keyboard maestro has the very nice ability to, trigger functions when it detects a certain change. Like if you plug in a certain device into your computer, it can automatically do certain steps. For example, let's say you use a USB microphone, but you only plug it in when you're recording. Well, you can have it set so that when you plug in your USB microphone to your computer, it automatically sets that as the main device and turns the sound volume to a particular setting and launches this application and that application because it knows you're about to go into podcasting. So that's um, a pretty cool uh, pretty cool kind of functionality as well. You have to explore what your tools can do, but I think this is really great. As far as uh, post-production, I mentioned Auphonic, which is a, my favorite, it's a cloud-based tool, but if you're using something like Audacity or um, Adobe Audition or GarageBand, um, you may decide that you wanna do your post-processing, your sweetening and noise reduction and those kinds of things in your software. And that's fine. Audacity has a function that it calls chains where you can basically pre-program sequences of events, go through and find all the, all the, uh, all the silence moments and truncate them, shorten them down to a very little, uh, little bit, whatever might feel pretty natural. You have to tinker with that and do a little trial and error, I think. Uh, but you could tell it, shorten those things, go through, find a, a quiet mode and get a noise profile, Run the noise reduction now. Do a normalize, get the level back up, compress it to a certain degree, whatever the you know your sort of secret sauce that you use for your post production is, and um. And then output the file in a particular format. You could pre program that in Audacity using chains. I know that Adobe Audition has a similar sort of macros feature. I don't remember what it's called. And I'm sure that other apps, I don't think GarageBand does, but other apps do. And with GarageBand, if you're on a Mac, you could use an Apple script or something like that, probably to do a lot of those functions as well. As far as automating things like email, um, there's no shortage of tools. Most of us in our law practice, I think, are already using some kind of email newsletter. Uh, service where we can gather uh, email addresses and send out announcements and those kinds of things. I would like you to explore using it for your podcast uh, audience communication as well. There are a number of these. One of them is Aweber, which I've recently um, migrated away from, but I think it's still a, a fantastic product. MailChimp is another low cost uh, email marketing product. The one that I'm currently using is called ConvertKit. There are others, get response, active campaign, and then you can get into the um, Infusionsoft sort of class, which is very high end uh, automation tools for email and, and that kind of thing. All of these are great, and I think you know, find one, identify the one that sort of makes sense for you, and, and start using it. And, you know, get. Start collecting email addresses and invite your, your audience to get in touch by filling out a form and giving you that information. You, you ought to give them something in response, whether it's a who knows what a checklist, a worksheet, maybe a T-shirt. You know, you can do all kinds of things, um, but uh, it, it really will behoove you to have contact information for your guests and uh, not, not excuse me for your audience so that you can reach out to them. Um, outside the context of an audio announcement on your show <laughs> other uh, automation tools um, zapier zapie com, i believe it is is a useful tool that integrates um, and con- it's basically a connector between other online services and, and providers so you can have it say well if a new addition to this folder on uh, on a particular let's say dropbox then do these things and and connect it and send it over to these folks and let them do that and whatnot and it uses um the application excuse me application programming interface api um tools that most of these online providers have made available uh it's a it's a paid service uh, i personally don't use it but um i know that there are some amazing functionalities available with it and they're called zaps so check out Z a p i e r. Another great one is called if this then that ifttt <laughs> if this then that um, also dot com i think it's ifttt dot com you can again say if if a message from this person arrives in your gmail, then do x y z steps and um, you know send back a reply you know all kinds of interesting things that you can do there likewise it connects with Dropbox with delicious with uh, with Evernote, it connects with a number of your, the tools that you're probably already using. And so it's a great way to, um, simplify and automate some of the things, uh, just by analyzing the steps you usually go through. And, um, uh, let me think what other, I mentioned beacon, which is great for creating those content upgrade kinds of things and, and eBooks and things like that. And if you're looking to collect leads, um, for your email software, you can use the tools that the email uh, provider actually uses, uh, creates, and provides. Or you can use something like Lead Pages. Lead Pages um, is a landing page software provider, and they have a number of advantages. They're very fast landing pages, they're very well designed for conversion so that when people land on them, they're more likely to actually fill it out and provide you the information. Uh, you can use lead pages for um, capturing um, the leads when you run a webinar or when you're offering a, a free gift or something like that. So, um, even if you don't want to set up those things on your own website, set up a lead pages account, and and um, you'll find that uh, it's very helpful in gathering those leads so you can provide both automated and automated announcements to your audience. I think that's a very important um, component of things. So let me ask you about your use of uh, automation tools and workflows and so on in your podcast. Get back to me in the comments or send me an audio comment if you like. Um, email email me at... Uh, uh, gordon.firemark at gmail.com with your comments about the show and, and how you create your show. Do you use systems? Which ones are your favorites? And what's the thing that you wish for in terms of an automation or a workflow simplification so that getting your show out would become more consistent, cl- have a con- more consistent quality as well as time Timing and save you time, energy, and money as well. And uh, yeah, really look forward to hearing from you. And I'll share the the comments that you have on a future episode. So, um, so yeah, get in touch. You can you know, post it in the comments on the blog at lawpodcaster.com or as I said, send me an email gordonfiremark at gmail dot com. And with that, I'll say thanks for joining me today. I hope you'll take a moment to uh, send us your comments and suggestions on the site. That's lawpodcaster.com. And a review on the iTunes store or wherever else it is that you listen to uh, podcasts would be very, very welcome. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. If you're interested in podcasting for your practice, the Power Podcasting for Lawyers course is now available. Please visit lawpodcasting.com and get our free law podcasting resource guide. Until next time, keep podcasting.